everyone and welcome to this episode of The Amish Show. My guest today was Bryony Williams, who is an extremely talented singer-songwriter and we spoke about her EP, State I'm In, which is out now on Beth Shalom Records and how she recorded the EP. Now, this interview was done before the EP came out. We recorded it on Zoom and it was a very inspiring conversation. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Bryony Williams. Hope you enjoy it. Hello, welcome to this episode of The Amish Show. This is episode eight and I'm here with Bryony Williams. Hello. Hello. <laughs> the first question I want to ask you is what have you been up to today? Oh today already. So um I woke up in Berlin. Um I got here yesterday. Um so I'm an hour in front. So it's twelve no it's one PM right now. <laughs> it's twelve PM for you. Um and this morning um I basically been doing music admin. I've um asked um i've done a q a for um help yourself music a small um music blog online and i have um my 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 latest single dive came out um on the second um so for instagram i have done like a trailer and um on my instagram stories i compiled all the reviews so far and you know um pick and chose like quotes from each publication and put them over the trailer so then I can put it on like the highlight reel on Instagram um so it's it's little things like that that are great to do but they take some some time to do because either Instagram starts to crash (laughs) and you've got to start again or you know you and then you've actually got to pick the quotes and find the quotes and yeah and again like pray to god that instagram doesn't crash just as you're about to post it (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, and i've drunk a lot of coffee (laughs) ah nice nice it must be fun to do because you can read all the reviews of dive and pick and choose which ones are your favorites and then and then pick pick quotes for them yeah yeah and it's really humbling really because it can be quite overwhelming um to begin with so especially on the day of a release, I kind of tend to ignore it a bit. You know, I'd maybe post about it. Well, well, of course I'd post about it on the day, but then, you know, maybe just one post on each social. And then I tend to just shut, shut off and just, you know, carry on with real life, I guess. Um, and then give it a couple of days just to let it kind of have its time, let it simmer. And then, you know, like such as today, come back to it and actually just, you know, reassess and, evaluate what's happened <laughs> i think that's really good because you can have some time away from it once you post it get on with something then go back to it yeah definitely i think it gives you that headspace and again like time to absorb things properly i think and yeah i think it lets me appreciate a lot of things a bit more again like keeps me keeps me quite humble and spurs me on to the to the next thing what's the reaction been to dive how have people reacted to it yeah um i think kind of how i would expect in a way that um you know people have described it quite obviously how it is you know like a very sparse song compared to my previous releases and actually piano driven whereas none of my songs have done that before and that the lyrics again are also very minimal but also very uh, confrontational as I think is kind of my my style of writing and yeah I think people have picked up on like maybe the emotions in the song um and have it they've but what's interesting is like how people interpret them. Me myself, I don't 
have a hundred percent of like a definite answer of what the lyrics are actually about um if they're about somebody if they're about myself or or even if they're to do with me <laughs> um a hundred percent really um so it's interesting seeing how people um are reviewing the lyrics and yeah just just letting them do that because I mean, you know, everyone interprets things differently. I think that's the beauty of music, though, but because everyone's got their own experiences, which they can they can tie into the song as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I went back to listen to it earlier today, and it reminds me a bit of one of your older songs, Silhouette. It sounded yeah. it sounded very very similar to that like it was a follow-up to that almost yeah I think so um I think yeah out of, out of all of my releases those two are kind of they're almost like sisters really um in terms of their styles um minimalism and impact in that sense um how you know how, how they they are portrayed um well how they're produced I guess but yeah I can I can definitely say really silhouette who silhouette is about <laughs> and kind of what time period in my life that came from um whereas with dive um that's i really i kind of really don't know yeah it was quite that it was it came from a very unexpected place that i do not have the coordinates for <laughs> that's really really awesome dive is from state i'm in which is your ep that comes out on beth shalom records and it does, yeah. uh it's a really really awesome label it's one it's one of my favorite new labels of the year and i want to know what inspired you to create the EP? Mm -hmm. um, so before, so I went traveling, uh, backpacking in January this year and the single from, the first single anyway, from State I'm In, uh, which is called I Can Be, I actually recorded that before I went away. So I recorded that I think in November or maybe December of 2019, along with um, another song um, that has not been revealed at all. <laughs> um, and I was just going to, whilst I was traveling, because I was just going to probably be doing that for the whole year, um, I was just going to release them um, on my own. And, you know, I wasn't really after doing much push for them, really, because I just I kind of wanted to just sign off from music and like all my responsibilities for the year and just, you know, just kind of live every day without any pressures or anything. Mm. Um, but then, you know, I, I, my travels got cut short uh, because of Corona. Um, so, I, I mean, I had a good stint. I had about three months out there um, traveling. And then I came back and, um, yeah, Beth Shalom Records got in touch. Uh, Joe Booley, specifically. Yeah, yeah uh, we had a little conversation on Zoom. <laughs> Zoom culture. And um, we went into it thinking, OK, let's release I Can Be through Beth Shalom Records, but we came out of it being like, right, let's, I'm going to actually record an EP through Beth Shalom Records. Um, and straight away, I was like, it's going to be a five track. Like, I didn't want anything less. I didn't want anything more. I just wanted it five tracks, a nice, clean, neat EP. Let's, let's do it. Mm -hmm. um, so I didn't really songwrite that much whilst I was traveling, uh, despite my um, expectations that I would. <laughs> um, however, I did in the last leg of it, when um, I was kind of like locked down in uh, Bali in Indonesia, um, the hostel I was staying at naturally had a ukulele um, and I naturally had a pen and pen, uh, pen and paper. <laughs> so um, I would, I would, rec I would like write little, like one minute little 
snippets of things um, and record them and just put them on my Instagram. And um, when I when I came back, I did a couple of like live stream shows um, as those were going on. And uh, for the first time, I performed with a ukulele, um, just some of these collections of songs that I wrote. And uh, my producer, Matthew Pinfield, tuned in and texted me afterwards and was like, picked out a couple from it um, and was like, loving the melodies. Um, they've really resonated with me. Uh, let's do something with those. And um, so this was all happening around the same time, all these conversations. Um, and I also wrote Dive um, once I came back from uh, traveling. I, I think I wrote... Yeah, I wrote, I wrote all the songs. I'm trying to think of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, so other than I Can Be, um, yeah, I wrote them all, all this year. And um, yeah, so we went, in, we went into the studio and I had about eight or nine tracks. Um, but obviously, we, you know, we had to do the hard process of elimination. <laughs> um, and there was no leeway. I was like, I can't have six tracks. I was still just like really dead set on having five tracks. Um, so I, you know, I didn't want to, um, betray my gut feeling here <laughs> and, um, yeah, so, so, you know, we, we, we whittled it down to these five tracks, um, in a week long of just every day, 10 hours a day, um, just hit it, doing the songs. Yeah. Um, producing them. And, um, that was, that, that was that really, um, but I, I kind of knew the name of the EP state I'm in, um, quite early on. Um, it was actually named after one of the tracks that was going to be on the EP, um, but actually in the end it, it didn't make it on. <laughs> That's really interesting though about the songwriting process because you say you've written the songs this year and it gives a real fresh perspective on it because mm -hmm. it's in the moment. Yeah, definitely. And I find that when an artist or band writes a song or records an EP or an album in the same year as its release, I feel like it sounds much fresher than if, say, they might have had the songs for about written for about maybe a year or two and they sort of go through different different stages do you, do you know what I'm saying yeah definitely I think from like an artist's uh, perspective I feel like you you outgrow them um mm. so back when I recorded I can be last year like I said there was there was another song that I recorded mm. um that hasn't made it on this EP um mm. And Matt, my producer, was quite um, shocked by that. He was like, what? It would totally fit on the EP, like, you know. Um, and, but I was just like, no, it just, I don't know, just something inside me was like, it just doesn't, doesn't fit with that. And um, so I'm still kind of sitting on that and I can, I can already feel it kind of becoming outdated. And, you know, that, that was me, but it was it's not, also not me now. Um, I mean, I, I mean, we've recorded it it's ready to go so I'm, I'm sure it'll come out at one point but um when that will be will be quite interesting because yeah like you said it won't be it might be it'll be fresh to other people because you know no one's heard it but but for me it'll be like oh that's you know that was like two years ago <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and you're in a different place two years later as well and... yeah definitely mm, mm. If the song is about maybe a specific uh, person or whatever and you know a lot a lot can happen in in time <laughs> so. yeah, definitely definitely another thing that i like about you is that you're a musician but you also founded girl grown can you tell me what what inspired you to create it and what are its aims um so girl grown um i think came about 
a couple of years ago in 2018. It was actually spurred out of um, a university module um, mm. at the time uh, when I was studying um, a bit of bit of the music industries. <laughs> and um, our, our task was to come up with a uh, innovative um, slash disruptive uh, company almost um, that would yeah disrupt the current uh, music scene in Birmingham <laughs> and um, this is all hypothetical we just kind of you know had to come up with a business plan and you know but you know do market research and blah 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 and um, I remember it was it was um, advised to do it in groups so we're split into groups to do this but I just had this I had this idea straight away and and we all know how group work happens in universities <laughs> or how it doesn't happen. And so, you know, after one class, I was like, I, I can see how this is going. And I, you know, I, I talked to my lecturer and I was like, can I just do this on my own? And, I, and he was like, that's a lot of work. And I was like, I'm, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> um, so, so Girl Grown was born uh, through that. And that was, it's really inspired by like Riot Girl. And, and um, also at the time of university, I was doing a lot of um, theory work um to do with like gender and the music industries and also my own perspectives were all like rolled into that so um so yeah so girl grown um i mean i think it, it's probably a bit obvious with all the r's in the, in the title <laughs> that it was yes right girl movement um that yeah it's still relevant today and um and i already before that i was going to a lot of music gigs of course but i was also um playing photographer for myself. I was, you know, taking photos of, of whoever I was going to see, um, but they weren't being published anywhere. I just, it was kind of just a hobby. And um, so I was like, oh, okay, well, I, I could use them myself. I can just publish them myself through Girl Grown. And, um, and also through that, um, well, through being a musician uh, in the Birmingham scene anyway, um, I have a, a relationship with quite a few music promoters and, booking agents or whatever <laughs> and um and so with this term girl grown it was quite easy for me to to get interviews with artists that I wanted to go see anyway personally so I, I got some like quite high-end interviews I, I mean I've interviewed Heinz, uh, Jen Cloer, um <laughs> on the top of my head like Big Joni um so I've been to like some some really cool really cool gigs and um and it was just great having conversations with people. I love it. Um, and again, especially from just a, an artist's, uh, just from an artist's perspective, yeah. Um, and then, I mean, I can't do any design. So my friend Jess Webberly, who is a designer, <laughs> um, came on board and uh, designed all the zines. So we've made three issues uh, so far. Mm -hmm. um, they come out just whenever they come out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, I mean, it's kind of been on a bit of a, a break this year. I mean, we haven't really done much this year, but um, zines are our main thing, basically, you know, and it's just about, you know, female representation or, um, or non-binary representation, should they say, also. Um, just, you know, giving, giving us those voices. Um, and yeah, hopefully, you know, it inspires people from whatever age they are um, to get involved or to just be entertained. Um, and also to give exposure also to the artists who are included in the zines. I think it's really awesome because every, I mean, for, from my experience with interviewing artists and bands for blogs, everyone's got a different answer to everything. 
and yeah. uh, and, the, and they've got their own experiences I think it's a really really fun thing to do yeah no it definitely is and I think yeah it just kind of accumulates like quite a lot of different um sides of myself really like um again for university like um I did a master's in media and cultural studies but that was provoked by my love of actually like research and interviewing people and compiling those reports and coming to probably most likely an open-ended conclusion <laughs> um but it but it's all about that process and it, I think it's it's these little things that contribute to a bigger picture in the end um so yeah it was kind of it, was, it's, it ticks a lot, a lot of boxes for me in the sense of like the researcher side of me and you know then kind of motivating my artist side of me being like oh my god these guys are doing like these amazing things like okay let's reevaluate can I can I push myself a bit more here or whatever and yeah it's just it's just good to talk with people it really boosts your confidence it makes you feel like you can achieve anything and it's awesome yeah it's like putting yourself in those positions and you kind of I feel like sometimes you don't really realize you're doing it until maybe you speak to a friend or whoever and they're like oh I could never I could never do that or something or like you know how did you even get into that and how did you make that happen and you just like, I don't know it's, it's just it just happened <laughs> like naturally I think it just speaks like volumes about yourself but subconsciously like without you know meaning to <laughs> yeah Definitely, definitely. I noticed you said you interviewed Heinz for Girl Grown. You're also listening to their latest album, The Prettiest Curse, as well. I want to know your thoughts on it, because for me, it's one of my albums of the year. And it's just, they're so fun. They're so shouty. They're great. Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, okay. Uh, I'm going to, I might disappoint here. I've, I've listened, I have listened to it, but yeah. like kind of whilst I'm multitasking, so I haven't properly like absorbed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know it's a good, well, I know it's a fun album because I, I've listened to, to the full thing and, but probably whilst I'm like cleaning my bedroom and just mm. tatted around or whatever. So I haven't fully absorbed it, but you know, Heinz himself, like you say, they're such a fun and shouty band. Yeah, definitely. I'm pretty gutted with myself though when I interviewed them. I think it was it was, must have been like a year and a half ago. And yeah, I mean they were great fun, great fun. But um I, I lost that recording. Silly me uh decided <laughs> to not back up the recording before throwing her phone in a drunken fit out of, you know, I hate I hate social media and drunkenly threw my phone across town into the darkness and to be never found again. <laughs> So there's a Heinz recording on there telling me their deepest, darkest secrets um, that are now lost forever. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I've done that before. It's not fun. No, I, I've done it. I've, there was there was another interview there with um, Dilly Dally from America and she was the most interesting person I've ever interviewed in a very good way. And I, I, I mean, I cannot recall what she said because, <laughs> you know, time has passed, but I just... I was so transfixed with what she was saying while sat in a kitchen at the Heron Hounds in uh, King's Peef. <laughs> um, and yeah, that was also on the phone. And yeah, so the me did not back that up either. So yeah, I, but I think you live and you learn. And uh, yeah, never to make the mistake of getting that drunk and mad at a phone to then throw it away before backing up your files. <laughs> Oh my word. What have you done during lockdown and how has it made you feel as a musician? Yeah, uh, so during lockdown, um, and I guess that kind of lockdown feeling 
um, is still here. It's, you know, it's still continuing really. Mm. Um, you know, there's a lot of upset, unrest <laughs> and confusion happening globally, I guess. Mm. Um, but I've been, I've been actually quite fine with, with all, with all of it really. Um, and I think that is a lot to do with just, just how I am as a person and my mindset, because again, as the year was starting, I already had mentally signed off really because I was like, well, I, you know, I quit my jobs. <laughs> um, I was like, I'm signing off from music, I'm signing off from everything. I'm just going traveling and that's it. So um, to come back, um, I was grateful really. Obviously I was a bit bummed, um, but you know, I'm, I'm grateful for whatever, whatever, um, situations I'm in whether that's good or bad because you know after, after everything you're going to learn from something or you know you're going to get a different perspective and you know it's that kind of mindset it's like okay if a door cl closes and everyone's going to open at some point mm. um so I think like I've, I've done I've done quite a lot in lockdown in the sense of like recording the EP I've done quite quite a lot of interviews um which is great all the all the while and um and I've, I think, I've, yeah, I've just kind of been bumbling around <laughs> been okay with that. And like, it comes with a lot of solitude um, in the sense, again, with lockdown, um, as I think everyone has had this solitude, obviously, you know, because, you know, you're in, you're in isolation or, you know, you kind of cut off from things that you thought you'd be doing or whatever. But I, I quite like solitude. I think my music hints at that in the sense of... Um, I find myself in deep contemplation <laughs> quite often mm. um, and not really by choice. I mean, it's quite an automatic thing, but I've come to be at peace with that. And I think, again, that's through my songwriting that I'm able to kind of write about it and formulate something from it. So I'm grateful for it. <laughs> During this period, who's been your favourite singer or artist you've been listening to? Mm. I've... I've listened to a lot of Anna Birch. Um, I really adore her songwriting. Um, and I, th I think she's just great. Um, she's awesome, isn't she? Yeah, yeah, I love it. Um, yeah, I love her stuff. And like her songwriting makes me jealous, really. I'm like, oh, I wish I wrote that song. So, you know, that kind of gives me that bit of a competitive edge, really which I don't think I've, I've really had that much of before. Uh, you know, I'm kind of like, okay, where am I going with my songwriting here? Mm. Um, who else? Grimes, uh, Grimes, her latest album. Um, I really love that. Um, got that on vinyl, um, which I would suggest to everyone <laughs> who collects vinyl. What's it's it? just very unique. <laughs> What's the album called? I haven't had the chance to listen to it yet. Um, if I'm saying it right, I think it's called Miss Am Prophecy. Okay, I definitely didn't say that right. <laughs> Mm. Um, but I've, it's something like that. Um, don't, don't ask me to spell it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's it's otherworldly, which I think is what Grimes strives for. Um, it was only this morning I read I, I read her Spotify bio, which again, um, as well as listening to her latest album, I definitely suggest everyone reads her bio too, um, because that just encapsulates who she is. Well who she portrays to us at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, I think it's a really good album. Like after Our Angels, her, the one before that, um, that was a really quite poppy really, but a bit also experimental, which is what you expect from Grimes. And I just, I loved that album. That was my album of that year. 
and um, so I wasn't really sure what to expect with this one. I think, you know, I think naturally it could only be a bit more tamed uh, compared to Art Angels, which it is, but it's also so graceful, I think. Um, and I think I'm, it's, it's on par with Art Angels, which, you know, is a big thing for me to say. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, because uh, what I like about Grimes is all her, all the stuff I've heard by her, it doesn't sound like, it doesn't sound like each other and mm. it, it, it sounds very different but it's also it, it's very futuristic I can't think of anyone who really who really sounds like her and she's she's collaborated with even even Bring Me The Horizon who are well, they're more of a rock band now, but they used to be quite metal. You wouldn't have thought she'd collaborate with a band like that. So I think she's great because she's pushing herself into doing things that might seem just a bit different. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think even though she's quite primarily like electro pop with her with her music, yeah, she's definitely got she's got that edge, hasn't she? Which 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 can she is able to flitter around different genres, such as you know heavy metal, really. Um, like with her latest collaboration, I think with Ash Nico. Um, on one of Ashniko's tracks. Um, yeah, I think for anyone, I mean, besides Grimes too, you know, it, it's good to to be able to dip in and out of different genres or at least take influence from different genres, which I, I think, you know, poses to make a good artist really, um, for, for an artist to be able to adapt um, and experiment and, you know, produce something with more flavor and, <laughs> you know, a bit more spice here and there. Mm, definitely, definitely. With Anna Birch as well, I saw her at uh, this really cool festival called Indie Tracks. She played there in 2018, just after she released... What was that album she released two years ago? Quit the Curse? Yes, that's the one. There's so many good songs on it. There's so many good songs on it. My favourite's got to be um, Tea Soaked Letter. That... That is, I've been listening to this this lockdown. That has been kind of my my one of my number one tracks, just on repeat. Um, mm. It's just yeah, it's just great, absolutely great. Mm, mm, mm. And I'm jealous that you got to see her live. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, she was playing in the indoor stage. I ordered a drink, and she was on. And I was like, I'll definitely see her. I've been listening to her so much that year, and she was really good. And she sounds just like on the record as well, which is. Mm really really cool yeah what's the best show that you've played live oh um hmm. it's definitely going to be with my band because um i have never had so much fun in my life <laughs> other than being on stage with my band and it's only happened a handful of times um but there's just such an energy to it and i don't know it's just so much fun um so I think the my favourite show that we've played has got to be um, when we support She Drew the Gun, I think, um, and Penis. They were on after us. Um, they were, I think they were on tour with She Drew the Gun. Um, and we were opening up for them um, at Birmingham O2 Academy. Um, wow. So it was a lot of fun because I think it was a sold out show. So obviously that's a good thing. <laughs> wasn't an empty room and um and it was great because um there's a there's a photo there's a photo somewhere i can't it must have been like cj my bassist who took it or something yeah. he's a bit savvy 
tone and he took a photo of me from be from behind like on stage like I think just addressing the crowd to begin with um and you see the crowd um which obviously when you're in the moment it's probably hard to visualize because there's so you know there's so much stimulation happening in your brain and um and yeah there's just people like leaning on on the barriers at the front um and just like with like you know you can see the line of eye contact like just <laughs> and it's and, and there's also a guy there's, also, there's so much to unpick in this photo there's like a guy like with his hands like round his cheeks like kind of like a, almost a bit in awe um you know or like scorping just like like you know ah and I'm just like okay like I don't know to, to kind of capture someone's reaction like that um is just really cool you know it makes me really happy um and so you know I I can't necessarily remember the whole show <laughs> because I think you know it it just you're just having so much fun and it just happens instantly and you know it's over before you know it kind of thing so but I think just the energy and like we were so happy afterwards and you know um and we're always so we're always like we're quite in awe ourselves because we only ever have like one band rehearsal, like probably like the night before, um, yeah. because we live like in different areas. Um, and also trying to get four people who work and have lives like together in one room <laughs> more, more than once um, is pretty hard. Um, so yeah, we tend to have like one rehearsal, if that, sometimes we've just you know just rocked up and just been like right let's just we kind of know the songs <laughs> let's just hope for the best um but they're all fabulous musicians individually so that's that's how it's that's able to happen um but yeah that was that was a really good show really good energy um and i think we're really proud of ourselves after that oh my god that's awesome because you said that you rehearsed the night before that's got the best energy to it because i remember i remember when i was a when I was at uni, I did music production and one of our modules was to create, was to do a live performance in front of the, the sort of students. And, you know, you know what working in a uni group's like, it, it usually doesn't get done till the last minute. So the night before we went to, went to one of my, one of my group mates halls at the time and we got really, really drunk and just bashed it out. And then I got back fell asleep woke up the next day I think it was at nine o'clock so we arranged to meet up at eight o'clock that morning to do it one final time and uni was mad uni was so mad and then mm. and then we ended up doing the rehearsal and it was great I don't know how I got two one out of that but it was really it was really awesome you just feel that you feel that buzz, don't you? You just feel that massive adrenaline. That I haven't seen She Drew the Gun live, but I've I've seen Penis live on a few occasions, and they've always got that energy from the energy transmits from the stage to the audience, and I think they're really like awesome musicians and really lovely people as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think quite clever too um, with their songs. Um, mm. Yeah, and like you say, lovely people too. Um, I think I, I've I've played with them twice now. Actually, I first played with them. I opened for them at the Sunflower Lounge in Birmingham a few a couple of years ago. But um, I was there on my own, uh, you know, opening up. 
um, and you know we had a bit of a chit chat and that was that and then you know like two years later we're playing again <laughs> but on like a bigger stage and I have my band with me this time and so it was quite it was quite awesome to um, to reconnect like that and um, Rachel the drummer she's from Dudley so and I'm from uh, technically Wolverhampton um, so you know it was kind of nice for us to kind of like um, to to connect on like a, a regional level um mm-hmm. like that and you know uh, we we exchange like band t-shirts and it's just it's just a nice thing and it, it's it's really nice to connect with you know like-minded people yeah yeah definitely definitely what's the worst show that you've played <laughs> oh, do, oh i don't even have to think about this one there's um i don't know if you can even call it a show um i was on tour a couple of years ago uh, my first uk tour um where i was playing solo um with joe booley i was his opening act for it so we just did a week long driving around in a car uh playing shows here and there and it was really good fun <laughs> even this bad experience was you know good fun <laughs> yeah. um and we we played a show in london um that that was all right you know you know the, the, there's a few people there it was a sunday it was raining out you know it was kind of a hard sell um yeah. so we felt a bit a bit you know a bit 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 deflated by that maybe um but then we you know we, we you know we're, it was coming to the end of it too i mean a week's not that long but you know we're like on sofa beds and crashing on like a friend's uh, living room floor and i think yeah and so that wasn't the bad show <laughs> That I'm getting on to. Um, so from London we drove to Leeds, which is actually quite far. Um, so we're tired, <laughs> um, etc. And we're playing at, I think it's a it was a record shop we we're playing at. I can't remember the name. And um again, it was just dark out, raining, or and already, you know, as as an audience member yourself, you kind of think, if you haven't bought a ticket to somewhere and you know you you kind of might have got we're going but and it's raining out you probably oh, maybe maybe i'll stay in so um so we we got to this we got to this record store and we we set up in like the, the basement there and um yeah just no one turned up oh, <laughs> two no. of my friends turned up because um from university they were living in leeds uh and you know they turned up you know just because of my friends <laughs> and um yeah no one was that it was a bit weird and then I was like well I mean we kind of still do have a show to do even though it's my two of my friends and we could easily just not play and just go for a drinks which did in the end happen but I went to play and I was halfway through my first song when the uh, the owner came down and was like you're gonna have to stop there's a, a water leak um we have to turn the electrics off um so I don't know if that was an excuse <laughs> just to, to be like, guys, like, you know, I want to lock up <laughs> and this is, you know, this is, this isn't happening, you know, that this doesn't need to happen because nothing's happening. So, um, so, but either way, you know, you know, well, uh, whatever, whatever. And, you know, it's fine. We packed up and we went for some drinks and um, that was that. <laughs> happy ending to a almost no show. Yeah. Yeah. It, exactly like it was good to catch up with the friends <laughs> yeah no definitely definitely and uh the last question i want to ask you is what do you want to say to yourself in a year oh wow <laughs> oh, 
Um, okay, next next year, let's say like next October. What do I want to say to myself? Oh my god, to carry on, try try not to drink so much, <laughs> um, and you know keep 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 that confidence. Really, still, you know, and hope you know. I, I mean, I presume I'll still be making music this time next year. Yeah, just just you know, just kind of carry on how I am. Like you know, um, we all we all dip it up and down with like uh, how we feel about ourselves, etc. And um, you know, I was in a really bad place last year, and now I feel like I'm quite stable. I'm quite good to myself right now. <laughs> so um, I would just probably reiterate that to myself um, and to continue continue to to strive for more or you know and and also continue being grateful for what i already have uh, that's freaking awesome that's freaking awesome yeah so that's all my questions Ooh, i like those questions oh thank you good. thank you thank you so much for this interview and th- thanks for no. thanks for joining me um i hope berlin continues to treat you well how long are you there for um well there's no return flight right. me and my friend we are here um as you can see i'm currently sat in a kitchen um yeah. because she is remotely working in the next room um so <laughs> we're, we're both kind of doing like zoom calls and stuff so i was like oh i volunteer i'll go to the kitchen i've got you know a hot water bottle on my lap keeping me warm and um yeah i so said we've, we've we've rented this place for at least a month so we might be here for a month or two um and that's kind of where we're at right now. Um, so yeah, I'm just fumbling around. I've bought my guitar. So, you know, uh, maybe the, the next few songs that I release will be Berlin influenced. Oh my God. Um, but I promise not to call a song Berlin. I'm pretty sure three people this year have released songs called Berlin. <laughs> um, it's a cool name, so, but it's clearly already been taken. So <laughs> I, think, I think adult mum have released a song called Berlin actually mm. um, yeah there's a few there's a Fen, Fen Lily if, if, I'm, if I'm saying that right Fen Lily's re- released one recently off her new album which right. is a good album um, yeah. would yeah. recommend I haven't I haven't heard that one actually it's like a it's like kind of like a good slow and sad kind of album very yeah it's it's nice, oh, nice, nice <laughs> I think I'll definitely influence Riot Oh, nice, nice, nice. I'll check that out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Only if you're in the mood for it, though. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, a, it's a really rainy day out here, so it's probably perfect for it. Yeah, yeah. It goes with the mood of the weather and yeah, yeah. Mm, mm. But yeah, thank you, so, thank you so much for joining me and um, take it easy. Oh, thank you, Emma. You too. Thank, <laughs> thank you for having me. No worries. Really enjoyed this. Oh, me too. That was another really awesome conversation. I think it's my favourite interview so far because I really enjoyed how insightful Bryony was and it felt inspiring that she had found solitude in lockdown because it's inspiring her to write more songs. I didn't know she played shows with She Drew the Gun Penis and she really enjoys Anna Birch, which is pretty cool. I also think it's inspiring that she's giving women and non-binary artists exposure through Goldgrown. That's really awesome. At the end of the show, I'm going to play you Dive by Bryony Williams so you can get an idea of what she sounds like. You can listen to this episode and all the other podcast episodes I've recorded on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Google Podcasts and wherever you get your podcasts. 
Thank you very much for listening, and I will see you soon. Now, enjoy Dive by Bryony Williams. Oh,